Hi, I'm Madison Trock. And I'm Evan Bates. And you're listening to This Week in Skating. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through Sunday, October 30th. And if you're listening to us, it's Halloween. If you're listening to us on Monday, I should say it's Halloween. So happy Halloween. I'm not dressed up as anything right now. I don't know about you, Daphne. <laughs> no, not planning to. Definitely not. Uh, yeah, I have podcasts and things, prep work, photo posting, all to do tomorrow night or Monday night. So, yeah. As you guys know, we record these on Sundays usually, so we're a day ahead. We'll be posting this on Monday morning at 9 a.m., which seems to be the best time for us to get the episode out. Um, But, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, we're going to have a special episode coming out later this week. Another guest. Yes, (laughs) another guest we have. But, you know, always Halloween comes around Skate Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I remember it actually falling. A couple years it falls on Halloween itself and some people dress up when they're at, at Skate Canada. Um, but yes, so, I mean, we're I can't believe right now we're already down two Grand Prix. Like, we only have four left. <laughs> like, I know we just kind of started, but I feel like we're almost like at the halfway point. I mean, so, but um, let's get started talking about Skate Canada, I guess. Yeah. Um, and of course, yeah, let's start with the men. Um, and of course, Shomo Ono. This was his first competition of the season. I mean, he did Japan Open, but this is the first real big one as, um, and he is, you know, the reigning world champion. He was in second after the short program, but he came back in the free skate to win his seventh Grand Prix gold medal in his seventh Grand Prix season. I can't believe that Shoma has been on seven Grand Prix seasons. I know. I mean, I think the first time I saw him was 2016 at Worlds. And at that point, it what was he, like 16? And now he's like 23 yeah. or something? Yeah. Um, it feels like we've seen him for a long time, but yet he's still young in a sense. Um, and I really do like his free skate. I think it's stunning. I mean, it wasn't a perfect free skate, but I just can't wait to see how it's going to evolve um, through the season. Definitely. So, yeah, it was, I mean, great to see him win gold here. Now, uh, the silver medalist was the same silver medalist that we saw last week at Skate America. That was Cal Mira. Um, of Japan. He was in first after the short program, just like Skate America last week. He was in first um, after the short there. Um, and he, his short program, he had two quads, um, two clean quads, and he collected his second Grand Prix silver medal 
Again, as we said, he had silver last week at Skate America, and he was the last skater to skate at Skate Canada. So we had Beauty and the Beast once again to close out the event. And of course, I said Beauty and the Beast is a favorite of mine, so I really enjoyed that program. Um, he now, I don't know if people remember what were watching the six minute warm up. You know how sometimes during the six minute warm up, people may go and get a drink of water or go to the bathroom. You know how six minute warm ups are. It's that break we get when we can go quickly and grab something, um, and then get sit back down. But he had, Cow had a problem with his lace and had to, um, leave the warm up and have it taken care of. He had to put a new lace in. And so by the time he com- came back, the warm-up was pretty much over. He missed most of the warm-up. So I was impressed that he still pulled off a really good skate. I mean, he did have a fall um, that was a rough fall, but it was still a really good skate despite the fact that he missed a good chunk of the six-minute warm-up. Now, Italy's Matteo Rizzo, helped by his third-place finish in the short program, won the bronze medal by just over 0.31 over um, home crowd favorite Keegan Messing, who was third in the free skate. Uh, Matteo Rizzo is skating to Bruno Mars for his free skate. So if you like Bruno Mars, you're going to like his free skate. I enjoyed it. Um... I did really enjoy Keegan Messing's free skate um, here at Skate Canada. Um, as many people know, Keegan Messing is, this is his last season. Um, so this was his last Skate Canada International. And I'm already starting to feel like, oh, I'm going to miss Keegan. Um, just, you know, the, his performances um, and the quality of his skating and just the kind of person Keegan is. So I'm already starting to be like, oh man, I'm going to miss watching Keegan. Because <laughs> I remember watching Keegan back when he was competing for the U.S. So it's it's going to be weird with no Keegan next year. But we still have a whole season to go, so I'm not going to get sad yet. Um, but I was happy to see him skate well um, in his last Skate Canada International. He was happy with the his performances. I talked with him in the virtual mix zone after the free skate. And he said to have the Canadian crowd right there with him was amazing. So I was, you know, again, happy for Keegan to have a really good skate, um, in Mississauga. Camden Polkinen of the United States finished in fifth place. Um, I also talked to Camden after both his short and his free skate. And he told me he had midterms the last few weeks and he had been spending a little too much time in the library, like until past midnight, he told me. And he would have liked to have been a little bit better trained going into this competition, but it says it was a step up from the U.S. Classic, his performances. Um, now his next Grand Prix is in Finland and it is during his Thanksgiving break. So that's, that'll be a little bit better for Camden there, but yep, he finished fifth in Mississauga. So that's a little quick recap of the men's event. Well, let's move on to pairs. 2022 world silver medalist Riku Mira and Ryuchi Kahara decisively claimed the gold by over 25 points to become the first Japanese pair to win a Grand Prix competition. These two are just breaking the bar for Japanese pairs, and it's wonderful that we got to see them compete at all because she was injured during the ice tour in Japan this summer, wasn't able to train until about mm -hmm. September, 
So now she did say in the press conference that she is able to practice without any worries. And that's wonderful because this is a team that we've started mm-hmm. to really enjoy watching. The growth in them has just been so incredible. And I'm excited to see what they do throughout this season. Yeah, they're a fun team to watch. And I thought their performances were great this weekend. USA's Emily Chan and Spencer Howe won their first Grand Prix medal, a silver, in their official Grand Prix debut because, as Gina has mentioned before, (laughs) we're not really counting the domestic Skate America in 2020. No, because that was that was basically a nationals all over again, a mini nationals. So that's why I don't count it. But I yeah. mean, it's still a medal in, in their book. But this is like their first official medal. Yes. So they talked with Gina in the mix zone about training while Skate America, which took place last week, was in their home rink. I did see them as well as Jimmy Ma walking around. While we were there for Skate America, Gina will have some of those comments in her Mississauga memos that will be coming out on Figure Skaters Online later, Mm -hmm. uh, probably on the same day as this podcast drops. This podcast, yes. And Italy's Sarah Conte and Niccolo Macchi won the bronze medal in their second Grand Prix event, finishing second in the free skate, a mere 0.3 from Chan and Howe overall. Well, let's talk about the women. And I want to say first, if you just watched the short program and then didn't watch the free skate, um, well, <laughs> it was basically two different events. The top three changed from short program to free skate. And all of them. All three. So I want to break it down a little bit quickly on the short program. Uh, Madeline Skizis of Canada was the leader, followed by Canada's Gabrielle Delman and Team USA's Ava Marie Ziegler. Um, Gabby had a great short program in her return to the Grand Prix Series. Um, We all know her journey back has been a difficult one, so it was great to see her perform well at Skate Canada. Um, And, you know, it's great to see her back on the Grand Prix. Now, Ava Marie was a bit of a surprise for many as third place after the short because she's just coming up to the senior circuit. I know a lot of people didn't know who she was, Um, and she was only told she was going to Skate Canada last Saturday, so she had less than a week to prepare for the event. Now, Madeline skated very well in the short program to, you know, be the leader after the short, Um, I love the comment she made in the press conference about why she was skating to Black Swan. She said, people say she skates with like bird arms. So she thought it was time to do a a bird program. So she chose Black Swan over Firebird. I'm down with Black Swan. I I think it's her. I think it's going to be a great vehicle for her this season. I mean, obviously, in the short program, she rocked it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad she did Black Swan over Firebird, too. I think it fits her well. Now for the free skate. Uh, it was Japan's Rinka Watanabe, who, like Ava, was a last-minute replacement, came up from six to win the gold. Now, she executed, oh my god, it was flawless. 
effortless. This triple axel. I mean, she makes it look so easy. Anybody who attempts a triple axel nowadays, I just, they make it look easy and I know it's not. So, um, and now she's wanting to up her game a little bit. She wants to go for two in the free skate at NHK trophy, which that was her first grand prix. She was just assigned to NHK trophy and was re um, named to skate Canada. I think just like a little more than a week ago. Now I'm going to say it right now. The performance of skate Canada for me was team USA's star Andrews who is competing in her fifth season on the grand prix. She delivered her best free skate. She landed all six of her planned triples to win her first Grand Prix medal, a silver. I'm so happy for her. I, I mean, <laughs> this was great. She beat her um, ISU personal best score by more than 10 points. Um, I think she surprised herself because in the kiss and cry, she knew she skated well. But then when the scores came up, she was so shocked and so delighted Um and then I talked to her after her free skate and she said she didn't know what to expect for the score, but to see that score, she was just super, super proud and couldn't have asked for more. So congrats to star. I mean, that was, that was the skate in my opinion of, you know, skate Canada for me. Korea's young Yu placed fourth in both segments to take the bronze medal. Her opening triple axle was downgraded by the technical panel. Now it, I thought it looked clean, but I'm not the technical panel, so <laughs> she, she said she didn't expect to medal, and she was surprised when her coach told her she was third. So um, congrats to Young Yu. Ava Marie Ziegler ended up fourth overall in her Grand Prix debut. She was seventh in the free skate. So again, what a you know Grand Prix debut for her. She was enjoying the experience. I talked to her about that as well. Uh, Rika Kiara of Japan, who we were all looking forward to seeing because she had missed last season due to a stress fracture in her right ankle and is still recovering. Um, she actually can't do a triple flip or triple Lutz in competition, but she landed all of her planned triples and was third in the free skate to finish fifth overall. Um, you know, for what she was able to do, she skated really well. Brian Orser as she told her as she got off the ice, that was amazing. Um, you deserve, you know, all the applause that she was receiving. Um, so I'm just looking for her to get better and better as she goes on. Um, and, you know, hopefully she is, the recovery is going well for her and that she'll be able to do her triple flip and triple lutz very soon. And then maybe the triple axel, not too long, because we, we know she can do that as well. And then Team USA's Lindsay Thorngren. Unfortunately, it was not a good Grand Prix uh, debut for her. She struggled in her short program. She popped her triple flip. She told me in the virtual mix zone, it was nerves. And, and I'm not surprised. It's your first your Grand Prix in front of a big crowd. Of course, you're going to have nerves. Um, but she skated a much better free skate. She was sixth place in the free skate, and she finished in ninth overall. So that's a recap of the women. Come on now, Daphne, with the dance. Well, we've been waiting since Piper Gillis and Paul Poirier announced that they were going to continue the season. We've had to wait for a while because very little has officially been released about their program. So we had to wait until this competition to see um, what they were going to be. And as we talked about last week with Chalk and Bates, it's real tricky when you wait to debut your programs at a high profile event like a Grand Prix, 
but Piper and Paul were in top form, ready to fight the season. They looked fantastic. Um, they had talked about taking a six-week break so that they could decide if they wanted to come back. And that's a long time in figure skating to take that long. Usually you take that long if you're recovering from an injury, but not because you're just going to actually take a break. But, it, you know, they did some soul searching and decided that they had more to give. The Avita Freedance I really like. I think it's a good vehicle for them. It wasn't, and it wasn't just me that agreed with this because the technical panel was on top of it too. They received like all level fours except for step sequences. And as you know, getting a level four in a step sequence is not something you can, you know, do very often. They did very well. The technical is there. They got high GOEs. Their total score of 215.70 is the highest one posted this season. In silver medal position, Lila Fear and Lewis Gibson of Great Britain. This is their highest Grand Prix finish. They've got uh, new, they set new personal and season's best in the free dance and total score. They also got some high GOEs. The audience was really into their Born This Way <laughs> free dance by Lady Gaga. Yeah, definitely. I think that they really got into that when uh, Lila and Lewis started the choreographic character step sequence when they're right at the boards there and going to the other end of the boards. Oh my God, that was really good. I want to see this program in person. So Me anyone too. who got to see it in person, I'm a little jealous because I really want to see this program in person. Yeah, Lila had the following to say after the free dance. She said, we really love the message that Born This Way promotes, and it was just an honor to share that today with the audience who were warm and welcoming. We always have such a blast here in Canada. Fear and Gibson train in Montreal, Canada. So while this wasn't home ice advantage, it definitely, you know, they were performing in the country that they train in. After the rhythm dance, the teams in spots three through five were separated by only like a little over a point and a half. Marjorie Lajoie and Zachary Laga of Canada won their first Grand Prix medal. They were in fourth after the rhythm dance after they got an extended lift deduction. They won the bronze by 1.3 over Caroline Green and Michael Parsons of the United States. Green and Parsons debuted earlier this season at Finlandia Trophy and had some trouble with their levels. They did not have as many problems in this competition. Their point uh, total was 17 points higher than it was at Finlandia Trophy. They got their levels. And in back-to-back -back events, Marie-Jad Loriot and Roman Legac finished fifth and posted higher scores than they received last week when they won the bronze. Mm. One thing I wanted to point out as we wrap up our little dive into Skate Canada is that our friend Jackie Wong at Rocker Skating did some Twitter spaces during the Skate Canada event. What he was doing was basically waiting for the performance to end and then he would make some comments. Plus, he was also tweeting during the competition <laughs> at the same time. 
He is the king of multitasking, but those are still available for replay. So if you want to go and listen to what he had to say, head on over to at Rocker Skating on Twitter. Yeah, I think he's going to do more of it um, throughout the Grand Prix. I wanted to listen to him, but it was going to, it was too hard for me to watch the competition, try to listen to him and then also have a virtual mix zone on my computer. No way I was going to be able to add him as well. But I really am glad he's doing that because I think it really, it's another way of for people to, um, you know, follow Jackie um, and listen to his thoughts um, instead of just reading his thoughts as he tweets. So, Skate Canada was not the only competition that took place this week <laughs> as we had the third annual Dennis 10 Memorial Challenge. It's part of the ISU Challenger Series. This event, of course, was named for 2014 Olympic bronze medalist Dennis Ten of Kazakhstan, who died tragically on July 19th, 2018, at the age of 25. We will have the links to this and other competitions in our show notes, but um, we'll give you a quick recap of the medalists. So Nika Igadze. From Georgia, won the gold in the men's event, followed by Diaz Jurinbayev of Kazakhstan winning silver, and Vladimir Litvinsev of Azerbaijan won the bronze. In the women's event, Min Shae Kim of Korea won the free skate after finishing seventh in the short program. Yeah, it happens in other events too. What's <laughs> <laughs> with these women here, man? <laughs> Wow. Anna Levkovitz of Kazakhstan won the silver and Dubin Choi of Korea won the bronze. In ice dance, Kana Muramoto and Daisuke Takahashi of Japan won the event, setting a score of 188.30. Jennifer Johns van Rensburg and Benjamin Steffen of Germany won the silver. We saw the those two teams last week while we were yeah. at Skate America. America, yeah. Maria Ignateva and Daniel Zemko of Hungary won the bronze medal. Most of the medalists were 15 to 20 points higher than their season's personal best. Particularly Muramoto and Takahashi, their program scored much higher at this competition. This came in their technical score. They received higher levels on their step sequences and lift, as well as positive GOEs. And in the free dance, they had a similar PCS, but higher levels in GOEs to make up a difference. They took out the character spin and added a choreographic slide instead. So Gina, let's move on to some general skating news. Well, WADA is concerned with the ongoing delay in the Camela Valieva case and now has put Rusada under formal notice that unless the matter is resolved promptly, it will use its right to take it directly to the court of arbitration for sport. And that was coming from the WADA president. Of course, we're all, you know, growing impatient with this ongoing delay. So hopefully maybe this will move things along. Yeah, I, I really feel for those who are still waiting for their medals from the Olympics in the team event. And Evan Bates talked about that while mm -hmm. we were at Skate America. And he just did it so tactfully because the frustration has to be real. 
mm-hmm. mean, the fans mm-hmm. feel the frustration. So you can only imagine what the athletes are feeding are feeling. You can only imagine what the athletes are feeling. Yeah, I mean, I'm not waiting for a medal, and I'm just impatiently waiting for this to come to an end. I want, you know, this to be resolved here soon. I can only imagine what the athletes who are waiting for medals are feeling. If I'm, you know, just frustrated by the whole thing, I can't even imagine what they're think- feeling and thinking right now, so. Yeah, definitely. Well, entries for Talon Trophy and the Challenger Series event Warsaw Cup have been released as we always do we will put those links in our show notes well canada's boyan jin was supposed to compete at skate canada um he withdrew from the event he actually was in um canada um and his coaching staff suggested he withdraw from his grand prix um event in skate canada he also has withdrawn from nhk trophy um, he posts, according to his post on Weibo, he had surgery recently and is having some pain while doing his spins and jumps. So his coaching staff suggested he withdraw from Skate Canada and NHK to focus on his recovery for Four Continents and the World Championships. Well, he was not the only skater from China to be pulled out of his Grand Prix event. China's Chang Pen and Yang Jin have withdrawn from both their Grand Prix events, Grand Prix de France and Grand Prix Espoo. On Weibo, Jin said that he's been suffering from Achilles tendonitis, and the doctors have told him that it is better to rest. We wish both Chang Pen and mm-hmm. Yang Jin plus Boyang Jin a speedy recovery. We want to see them back out on the competitive circuit again as soon as they're ready but i hope that they take the time to recover so that when they do come back they're ready to go yes exactly well moving on to our segment on recent interviews and there are a lot of interviews i think just because the season is we're in the middle of the season here um we're gonna have a lot of interviews from now until until worlds Um, But Team USA's Lynn Rutherford spoke with Mariah Bell about her retirement. Mariah has moved to Texas, actually. She is helping her sister Morgan, who is the skating director at a sports center there in um, Texas. Uh, Mariah has also traveled to Denver and Scottsdale, Arizona to work as a consultant. And Mariah is going to school in January. She's going to go to the University of Northern Texas. And it talked about the possibility of her going to law school. Claire Cloutier of A Divine Sport spoke with Canada's Roman Sadovsky at Skate America, and she wrote up an interview, um, an article for on her site. On Bev Smith Writes, she wrote an article on Piper Gillis and Paul Poirier about their Avita program the time off that they had and their decision to return and putting together their new program. I can only imagine what it's been like for the athletes over the past couple seasons. We've had the COVID-19 pandemic and then this very long Olympic year. I definitely can understand why a team would want to take a break and, Mm -hmm. you know, and then make up their minds about what they want to do in the future. It's been very draining on all of us, I think. But all the athletes, especially, because they've been right in the middle of it. Right. Ice Skating International posted a video interview 
with Deanna Stilato Dudek and Maxime Deschamps. This took place at Skate America and is posted on the Ice Skating International YouTube channel. Well, the U.S. Figure Skating Fan Zone did a story on Molly Sesnick and Yegor Yegorov about bringing joy to the ice at Skate Canada International. Um, the article talks about their off-season connections to the war in Ukraine, because Yegor is from Ukraine, and he got to see his family when they were in Germany. Um, it talks about their move to Maida um, in Michigan. And um, just another side note, I talked to Yegor about, he had some friends from Ukraine at Skate Canada, so stay tuned to my Mississauga memos for um that about having support from his friends from ukraine at skate canada another fan zone article jimmy ma talks about his approach to this season and working on his programs with nikolai morozov and adam blake now golden skate did two video interviews um one with rinka watanabe at skate canada and the other with donovan carillo at skate america before skate canada nick mccarville over at olympics.com did an interview with steven gogolev on his senior season at skate canada and now we're going to transition into some social media updates. And the first item that we have to discuss is rather delicate. Social media blew up earlier this week when Caitlin Hawaiik, she's a Team USA ice dancer, she finished second at Skate America with her partner, Jean-Luc Baker. Caitlin shared a message on her Instagram what she explained is that a fan approached her and asked her to take a photo and then whispered something in her ear. I have a secret. You need to lose a lot of weight. This is not okay in any instance. And big props to Caitlin for the way she handled this by going public and setting the tone that it's not okay and how harmful mm -hmm. it could be, especially to the younger athletes who are just coming up mm -hmm. in the sport too. I appreciate Caitlin stepping up and putting her message out there. One, because it's not okay and it needs to be expressed, but two, because she's looking out for the other skaters and people in the universe. Um, this isn't okay to say to anyone, let no. alone a, a figure skater. And it really took me aback that someone had the guts to say something like this to her. To one, ask her for a photo and then drop that little nugget in her ear. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's appalling. It's just appalling. And it blew up all over social media. Yeah, Daphne. And then I happened to see that Amber Glenn tweeted that she believes it was the same spectator who made the same sort of comments to her about her body while asking for a photo. So, I mean, that's two athletes. No, this is not right. It's not right to, again, to say it to an athlete. It's not right to say it to anyone. I mean, for someone, I, I mean, I've gone through weight issues and, and, I don't want anyone to ever say to me 
that I need to lose weight. No. Um, and, and I'm not an athlete, so I can't, no one, that's not, they don't have a right to say that is all I'm going to say. Um, what's really sad is Skate America, Skate America was a sold out event. Yeah. People couldn't get tickets to come in and that a person bought a ticket and was able to go to this competition and able to have access to make these comments. It's depressing. I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. not okay. Especially when the majority of fans that are out there don't feel this way. And I just question whether this person was a fan of the sport. Because if you are a fan of this... I don't want this fan at any competition again. Yeah, so we had to start our social media updates with something a little darker. But let's move on, Gina. Yes. <laughs> Moving on to um, an update from Nathan Bartholomew. He posted on Instagram about um, him and Katie McBeath withdrawing from Skate Canada. Um, Nathan had elbow surgery this summer. Um, then he returned to the ice and he broke his blade in half and had to get new skates. Um, then he took a fall a few weeks ago on the new skates. So that is why they kind of withdrew from Skate Canada but they are both planning to compete in Sheffield in two weeks. And Keegan Messing, much in the Keegan Messing way, pretty much announced in the kiss and cry that he and his wife Lane are expecting their second child. Of course, their son Wyatt was born in the summer of 2021. Keegan is well known for sharing photos of Wyatt in the kiss and cry. He, as we've talked about before, um, he announced earlier this season this was was his last, and he wants to really enjoy it. His second child is due right around (laughs) the time of Canadian Nationals. It's going to be a surprise. They don't know if it's a boy or a girl. Wyatt was there on site. Nam was holding him at times. And not the only child in the audience, (laughs) Mitchell Islam and Alexandra Paul were at Skate Canada with their infant son, Charlie. Rounding out social media news, Caitlin Weaver had an emotional post on Instagram about being on competitive ice. Um, It's worth a read. I think I could never do it justice. So I think you should definitely head over to her Instagram and check that out. Yes. Well... This is still sort of in the social media updates, but we're going to today say this is the Nathan Chen news segment because we have three items about Nathan Chen. Nathan Chen will be the special guest star of the Skating Club of Boston's Ice Chips um, 2023 full throttle show this spring. The show is April 7th through the 8th at the Tanley E. Albright Performance Center, and we will have a link in our show notes about ticket information. Nathan Chen has been nominated for the AAU Sullivan Award. The Sullivan Award is known as the Oscar of Sports Awards. It's given out to amateur athletes. He's one of 19 nominees, and some of the others include Chloe Kim, Allison Felix, Katie Ledecky, Elena Myers-Taylor. Man, that is a who's who. (laughs) Fans can vote once a day through November 9th. We will include the link in our show notes. 
Well, Nathan is also a nominee for the Game Changer of the Year for the People's Choice Awards. Other nominees include Chloe Kim, LeBron James, Megan Rapino, Rafael Nadal, Russell Wilson, Serena Williams, Stephen Curry. The People's Choice Awards is December 6th at 9 p.m. Eastern on NBC and E. Voting goes until... November 9th, so fans can vote online or on Twitter. And then if you vote on November 1st, it's called Turbo Tuesday, and votes cast on that day will count twice. And we will put a link in the show notes for that. So um, if you're a fan of Nathan Chen, you have some voting to do, I guess. (laughs) Definitely. So former Canadian pair skater Dylan Moscovich is moving on to a new chapter in his life that doesn't include skating. He announced that he will no longer be co-hosting that figure skating show on CBC. Asher Hill is still um, continuing to host the show. It's not yet known who the new co-host will be or if Asher will be taking this on his own. Dylan is moving to Costa Rica to work at a retreat center and he will stay involved in the mental coaching aspect of skating. And Molly Sesnick has been accepted to the University of Michigan. Now, Molly was previously a student at American University before relocating to Michigan with Yegor to train at the Michigan Ice Dance Academy. And finally, and the best way to go out, after winning Skate America, Kaori Sokomoto received praise on social media from Janet Jackson herself. <laughs> of course, Kiori is skating to Janet Jackson for her short program. That was very cool. And next up, let's talk about some upcoming events this week. Grand Prix de France takes place in Angers, <laughs> France. Adam Sauhim Fa, Kazuki Tomoto, Ivan Shmaratko, and Sihong Lee headline the men's event. In the women's event, Luna Hendricks, Monica Wabi, Haiyan Lee, and Audrey Shin. In pairs, Deanna Stilato-Dudak and Maxime Deschamps will look to add to their medal collection that they started at Skate America. 2022 World Junior Champions Karina Safina and Luca Barulova will also compete, as well as Rebecca Gilardi and Filippo Ambrosini from Italy. And in ice dance... Charlene Guignard and Marco Fabri make their Grand Prix debut for the season, as well as Lawrence Fournier-Baudry and Nikolai Sorensen of Canada, and Evgenia Loparova and Jeffrey Brousseau of France. Well, France isn't the only event going on this week. We have the 47th Volvo Open Cup, which is November 3rd to the 4th in Riga, Latvia, and it includes junior and senior men and women. And that wraps up pretty much all of our um, news and information this week. Gina, can you let folks know where they can find us? Yes, you can find us on our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. We're on social media. It's Twitter. It's at thiswkinskating. And then Facebook and Instagram, it's thisweekinskating. We love your feedback or your questions. If you want to tell us who your favorite performance was of Skate Canada and what you're looking forward to now that we're heading to France for the Grand Prix, 
You can reach out to us on social media or you can email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. As Gina said, we appreciate all of your support and feedback, everything we've received via email and social media, and even in person while we were at Skate America last week. So before we sign off, we like to share a little bit about what is going on at our individual media sites over at icedance.com. I have Skate Canada, Japan Western Sectionals, and Dennis 10 Memorial Challenge photos. I'm really appreciative of Melanie and Harumi and Eureka for sending in photos so that they are available. Mostly I have just rhythm dance picks up, but I'm going to be getting the rest of those up probably tonight or tomorrow. And that is, that is it <laughs> at IDC. It's a lot. <laughs> yes. You sound like you'll be busy editing there, Daphne. Lots of editing, Gina, and not just photos. Yes. Well, over at FSO, I'll be editing some photos too. Um, Robin will be sending me her photos from Skate Canada. I have a few already up there, but more will be coming throughout the week. And... I will be putting together, hopefully it'll be up by the time you got to the end of this episode, maybe not, but, or sometime later on Monday, my Mississauga memos, um, just some storylines that are, that are not just about the medalist. Um, I, you know, I mentioned earlier about, uh, you know, training Well, there's a comp, uh, Grand Prix at your home rink, um, friends from Ukraine being in there. So baby news. So there's some good um, storylines in my Mississauga memos that will be out hopefully sometime on Monday. And before we go, we want to share that there'll be a special episode coming out this week on Wednesday or Thursday. We have a special guest coming in to talk with us about, well, you'll just have to wait and find out. You just will have to wait and see. (laughs) With that, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.